0: Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And in today's episode, we've got yet another exciting interview as we are joined by current three-star cornerback and Kansas State commit, R.J. Lester. R.J., welcome on to the podcast, my guy, and I'm super excited to have you on today.
1: I'm excited to be on. I'm excited to be on. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, absolutely. Now, uh, RJ, before we actually do begin today's episode, I do want to ask you just to you know let the audience, let myself too, know a little bit about you, where you're from, where you're currently playing your high school ball at, how you started playing football, and just all the little details that maybe most people may not know about you.
1: Um, I'm from Fort Smith, Arkansas. Uh, going into my senior year at Northside High School, Northside in Fort Smith. Corner, uh, going to K State. Basically, got the whole rep on there. I basically started playing football from a young age. I always, my father he he always watched football. He was always a big Patriots fan, so I used to I used to watch gym. So I used to go try to do what the guys on TV did. So when I was five years old, I got signed up for a uh, little league football, and ever since then it's just been it's been up from there.
0: I got you. So when you were little, what was actually your first position? Have you always been a wideout or did you actually kind of vary?
1: Uh, nah. So my first year, I went I wasn't real good, so I like I played o-line, but I was like a bigger kid. I wasn't jubby or nothing, but I was I was bigger than most kids my age, so I could play o-line back then. Oh, I got you. But, I got you. Yeah. My second year actually I, I I got good. My second year I played running back. Ever since then I've played like running back, quarterback, until high school
0: where I started playing corner. I got you. I got you. So you pretty much were a Swiss Army knife throughout most of your uh, football career up to this point. Now, yeah. uh, So um, when did you realize that football really was kind of your, I guess you could say, is it like niche or kind of your uh, go-to sport? Because did you play any other sports while you were growing up, or has it always just been solely fo- uh, football?
1: Um, Actually, in my head, when I was young, I thought I was going to be the next Michael Jordan. LeBron. So I, I got you. Actually, I got you. Yeah. I grew up, with, I grew up in love with basketball. So a lot of, yeah. So I, it was, it wasn't until last year I really started taking football series, to be real.
0: Oh, okay. I got you. Was it something like your coaches told you, said, hey, look, RJ, you know, you could really make your money playing football. Or was it one of those things that you just kind of figured out yourself?
1: Um, it was just a few things. I, I've, I am I'm pretty good at basketball. I'm not I'm not I'm not as good as I am in football. But I had so I had a few college looks from basketball. But in football, I had a lot more interest, a lot lot more different schools, and so I kind of looked at it, and then I also kind of looked at it. Is that I'm six three is big in the big in the NFL. And, oh yeah, no definitely. Yeah, in the That's- NBA. In the NBA, I'm a midget. So I yeah, I was, I was about you know. to say, yeah,
0: because it's like six. You got to be at least six foot five. It seems like nowadays to even be able to barely make it on even G League or stuff like yeah. that, unless you got like Isaiah Thomas type level. You know what I mean? But no, that's actually kind of interesting. So you did originally start out as a basketball player, and you know, like yeah. a lot of these, a lot of these guys do. And it's kind of interesting, you know, being able to talk to a lot more recruits, a lot more current college players. It's kind of cool to realize some of their backgrounds that they originally never had any intention on playing football yeah so i mean but that's cool though that you know you grew up watching obviously during the patriots dynasty your dad was a fan of them which it's kind of surprising because you know you said you're from arkansas i'm kind of shocked you know you weren't a a cowboys fan a
1: little bit (laughs) so actually so like my uncles are originally from florida Oh, okay. And then my my um uh, like so like his his mom is from Florida. So like my uncles, they're from Florida, but for some reason they like the Cowboys. And so my made my pops always dislike the Cowboys. So hey, I gotcha. yeah, yeah, we ain't have no other team. so he went to the best team. I I knew what he was doing. Yeah, he <laughs> hey, I gotcha. <laughs>
0: hey, I gotcha. Hey, I'm kind of the same way when it comes to certain sports because uh, yeah. my dad's side of the family all I mean all of them pretty much went to UT, you know, longhorn, yeah. diehards, right? My uh, my uh, great grandfather—he actually was an all-American at Notre Dame. So you know, they've always been so they've always been there with like you know, liking the blue bloods of college football. And then yeah. my mom's side, you know, they're originally from Mer- little this little town up in Maryland. They moved down to Fort Worth, where I'm currently at right now. You know, fell in mm-hmm. love with TCU, and that's literally who I've been covering pretty much. So I kind of understand, you know kind of sticking out in your own right, because really I'm committing sin, I guess you could say, in my family, but, yeah. you know, it is what it is. But anyway, let's let's talk a little bit more about you. So going into your uh, freshman year of high school, were you instantly put on varsity or did you play – I don't know if your school has, uh, like, freshman teams, JV, and then varsity. So kind of just talk a little bit about your freshman year. So
1: oh, interesting. So in Arkansas and for some reason just in our area, in the like our school district, the Forsman School District, we just now put ninth grade up with the high school a year ago oh really yeah so i didn't even have a chance my ninth grade year that's to come. crazy yeah so we we're behind on a lot of stuff so like on recruiting guys are out there getting varsity reps and guys are getting to see them at least seeing their jv film. but we we at, we had a different school <laughs> so
0: i didn't even realize that they didn't even have ninth grade in high school right like you you weren't even playing that's yeah. crazy yeah, because I, so, I thought pretty much everybody was like that now where, you know, because, you know, normally in ninth grade, a lot of times like for bigger schools, like, you know, sixth yeah. and all that, you know, you got freshman teams and stuff. Yeah, but-
1: freshman. Yeah, for sure. We have those. We have those now because we're We're seven, in schools. So we got those things now. But back in the day, it was our we had four junior highs. And so two two junior highs fed into Northside and two junior highs feed into uh, our crosstown rivals Southside.
0: Oh, okay. I got you. So you, so, so you got a little town rival, you know, going on literally North side yeah, high school you, and Southside high school.
1: Yeah. And you got your mini rivals with you, your junior highs.
0: <laughs> that's, hey, that's cool. That's, that's the fun thing about, you know, I don't want to say necessarily small towns, like smaller towns, but definitely, yeah. you know, those rivalries that come with it. So let's talk a little bit about, I guess you could say your sophomore, your 10th grade year. So talk to us a little bit about how that season went, how you played and, Kind of when you started gaining some of these colleges' attention.
1: Um, my sophomore year, we had a we had a lot of older guys, and I, I respect my I respect my coach for doing that. I, me personally, I feel like I should have been on the field, but
0: <laughs> hey, hey, I didn't, I, didn't, I don't blame yeah, you. I don't blame you.
1: Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't play early on. I I can understand what he's saying. Maybe I'm not ready. Cause mind you, I was playing junior high football the year before. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm out. I got to play a little bit, but then our, towards the end of the season, it was we. I got I got to play a lot for our, our last home game. And Our last home game, I got two picks and two pick sixes that same that okay. same game. And so after that, it kind of started ramping up for me. I started getting on radars and stuff like that.
0: I got you. I got you. So it pretty much became you know your coach realized oh shoot we should we should have got this kid on the field a lot yeah. earlier because two picks but two pick sixes in a game. I mean that's impressive. I mean yeah. even at the high school level, that's crazy impressive. Yeah, so
1: that was my first varsity game too. So, I, 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 yeah,
0: man, that's that is crazy. So you wrap up your tenth grade year, your first every year playing varsity football. How were you feeling yeah. like mentally, physically? Kind of what was your mindset now that you're going into your second full season of playing uh, varsity
1: football? Um, I it was more it was more of a it was, it was more of a wake up call. Than anything, because I I knew I ain't got I had gained some attention, but I knew I wasn't uh, a Division One player yet. I I knew I knew that deep down. I was like, yeah, I I I can play. I got that athleticism, but I don't. I'm not on every. I'm not my technique and stuff. All that for, for for at least me for me to feel like I could perform at the next level. And so really, it's when that's the work started, and that's where it kind of builds up to where we got to now.
0: I got you. So, you, you know, you stayed humble. Obviously, you knew that there was room to improve. So what were some yeah. of the steps that you took to be able to get to that next level when it came to your player development? Or I guess you could say your play development.
1: Yeah. Um, Basically, just getting under uh, Coach Curry, my head coach, and just making sure I'm listening to what he's doing, making sure I'm, I'm hitting all the camps during the summer, getting all that, and uh, working out with my trainer I got now stuff like that that that's basically what kind of got me there because before i was just playing off of um i'm tall and i'm fast and so i just kind of i can kind of do some stuff if but now that i really learned how to play db and how to play football we were we really got rolling there
0: yeah, you, you were kind of just playing off of the, you know, lit- literal God-given ability yeah. that you were given. now you're kind of mastering those and being able to use them to the full advantage, you know, that God gave you. So that's, but no, that's cool. I'm glad that you you, you did realize that, hey, I have the potential to be able to get to this level yeah. and you've taken every single step that you needed to. So let's talk a little bit about how your junior season went and, so you know, just kind of. I guess you could say when during the season or even after the yeah. season, when you actually did start gaining a lot of attention from these D one schools.
1: Uh, so going in, going into my year, going into my season, I, it was a lot of buildup. Like I was expected, like going into my junior year, I was expected to get Arkansas all kinds of offers, but I, I mean, yeah, it didn't, things didn't pan out that way, but it was more like, it, I had, I had a great season. Like, all conference is my first year really starting all conference. All, all the accolades you can imagine. Uh I had three picks on the year. I was like I was like top three in tackles at corner. So I, I had a great Yeah, Yeah, I had a great season. But it's just, you know, it's a lot first off, they're by then by your junior year, they're recruiting though they're recruiting those four stars and five stars. They're really not making guys who they are no more. So it's so now these guys who got a ton of sophomore film who's already like, yeah, they already got some traction, more traction than I do from that sophomore year. They were, they got more attention. So I, I ended up, so I ended up finishing off the year with no offers, but I had, I had tons of interest. I had a bunch of schools wanting me to come work out for them. LSU, Arkansas, all them wanted me to come, come up there. Hey, and, and, I mean,
0: and Oh, my bad. Yeah. No. And I just, I just wanted to say like, and I personally feel with you because I don't think it's talked about enough because me, even me and my uncle talk about it a lot of times yeah. where this whole star system, it don't matter. You a four-star, five-star, yeah. three-star, two-star, one-star, whatever it might be, it don't matter if you don't perform. I mean, you can be the highest rated yeah. recruit of all time, but if you don't perform and it comes onto the field, it doesn't mean jack. So I feel for guys like you who obviously, and I mean, that's why I mostly try to focus on the guys that aren't as publicly known or yeah. aren't as I guess you could say talked about, you know, the the non-arch mannings and all that. Because y'all yeah. guys seriously have the talent to be game changers at the next level and even on Sundays. But no, I feel for you because once again, you have the frame that any college would want, six foot three, about 180 yeah. pounds. I mean, that's ideal, especially for a guy that's going into a senior season in high school. I mean, yeah. that should be, I mean, that should be setting off alarms in all these recruiters' heads. But yeah. um, but no, so kind of talk to us a little bit how you kept your uh, head up, your mental and all that. You know, despite not actually getting an offer, you're just getting interest. But what kind yeah. of helped you get through that process, process until you actually ended up getting your first D1 offer?
1: Um, I, I, I looked at it, it, it was I, I didn't blame them. Because at the end of the day, you are giving two two hundred and fifty two hundred fifty thousand dollars to some kid to have them come play some football for you. So I I would I I kind of felt them all like you want to make sure this kid's a real deal. But I, it just kind of it just kind of motivated me to like to show them that I can I can definitely play on the next level. I, I I looked at I looked around and I I googled how big guys were and what they were running and I just I didn't get it. I was like I didn't understand like how. I fit, I fit the the build. like I could do everything they did. It was just the fact that I didn't, first off, I don't go to a school that's heavily recruited from. So I don't have, a, I don't go to like your, your West Lakes and your, like some of your Duncanvilles and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I like I'm not, I'm not in Texas. And so I, I kind of understood that. And then also I understood that, yeah, I played a little late. I'm not one of your, your freak, your freak. Freshman kids that came in their freshman year, six two, run, running four fives and stuff like that. Yeah, so, no, I got you. So, I mean, but there's
0: yeah, and, and and you're right. It doesn't help the fact either that a lot of these schools they mostly look at the Collin Hills and you said yeah. Duncanville's West Lakes. Heck, even uh Bixby a school, you know, the high school up in Oklahoma, they look at yeah. them too. So it doesn't help the fact. I mean, no, there's nothing wrong, obviously, with Arkansas football and everything like that because yeah, y'all produce. Ton, a ton of talent but you kind of get overlooked when it comes to scouts because they think they know okay these schools are guaranteed going to give us a lot of uh, you know ballers and stuff like that but sometimes yeah. you find diamonds in the rough like yourself and sometimes you just have to make it known you know let your play on the field show it rather than always just your your uh highlights and stuff like that so but no I got you yeah but um my bad so oh you're, 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 you're good my bad yeah
1: On top of that, I play – I sort of play a position to where – and then our coaches kind of – and the coach we had before – the coach prior to who we had now was kind of closed-minded to playing both sides. And so a lot of guys are playing receiver, and I'm just getting to play with corner or whatever. And if you're good at your job at corner, you're not going to get much action, which doesn't help your recruitment as far as film goes. You feel what I'm saying? Exactly,
0: exactly. Yes.
1: So it, it it was kinda hard, it was kinda frustrating to deal with, but I I'm happy I'm happy where it, everything happens for a reason. But yeah, it just you know, you know how Jalen Ramsey gets treated. I'm not saying I'm Jalen Ramsey, but you know for the high school level, yeah. For the high school level, you you don't you tend not to throw at the guys that are Yeah, no, you, know, you
0: <laughs> I mean you literally do whatever you can to throw like Obviously, that's where Darrell Revis got his, you know, nickname Revis Island because they literally would put him on an island and no one would go there. So, I mean, it and obviously, and it's kind of a notion in football, no matter what level, that people think if you don't get five five picks a season, you know, you're not a good cornerback. Which is not true at all because past deflections, past breakups, past this and that, you know what I'm saying? That's more important sometimes than always just getting a pick. So, but I'm glad you're kind of letting it be known, especially as a corner yourself, that – it I mean, you do get overlooked sometimes because yeah. a lot of these coaches are scared to literally throw your way, especially for a guy like you that's already six foot three, one hundred and eighty yeah. pounds as a senior, and especially when you go up against a lot of schools that maybe don't have the biggest wideouts and everything like yeah. that. So I mean, it's kind of a huge disadvantage for them. So you know they're really not going to show you any type of attention your way. So yeah, I could I hundred I completely understand how that would definitely hurt. You know your uh recruitment, I guess you could say.
1: Yeah, I, I feel bad for guys that go to even smaller schools than I do, because even my school has a little, like a tiny bit of reputation, because we put we put two guys in the NFL in the past six years.
0: Oh, really? What were their? If you don't mind me asking, what were their names?
1: Uh, uh Keiondre Thompson and oh, okay. uh, Trey Norwood, who plays for the Steelers.
0: Yeah, because he went to Oklahoma, right? Yep, he went okay. to Oklahoma. Yeah. I've- cuz he was he was a late round guy and he actually has been balling out with the uh the Steelers so yeah. far. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't realize you actually did have some guys come out of the NFL or come out of y'all's high school to go to the NFL.
1: Yeah, we got we got another uh we got a guy who's up in college. We got we, we got multiple guys up in college. We got one that's up at Missouri and then we just put one at state. So it's not it's not like we don't produce talent. It's just like I don't know, it's like the Yo, bigger schools tend not to look at us because they pick from their certain teams. You feel what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, they 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 don't they don't take chances on kids that are like, or yeah. not. Yeah, no, like, I got you.
1: Yeah, so like um, the guys we put in the NFL, neither of them got an offer from Arkansas.
0: That's crazy. That yeah, like our
1: our school, our school and our, our state, the two like I would say. I would say those two for sure when they played were the the two that was the best players in the state at the time. They did and didn't get an offer from Arkansas. So it just shows that's
0: that is crazy. Because normally Arkansas jumps the sorry I don't mean to interrupt you. Normally Arkansas jumps the gun on a lot of guys too. Like. Cause they had, I think that like, I'll I tell you about Bixby, uh, Oklahoma, right? Mm. They just got a tight end from there and stuff like that. Cause they love to recruit local kids too, Yeah. Which is, which is kind of like, you. it's kind of funny to think that two of the best players in the state didn't even get offered by literally the yeah. hometown school.
1: Yeah. And it's, I don't, I don't get why they do that. Is because they'll go up to North. So there's the river Valley and then there's Northwest Arkansas. And then it's they, like your little rock area. And they'll go, they'll go to a Northwest Arkansas school and offer like two or three of them.
0: <laughs> That's that is crazy. I don't, <laughs> I, I feel for you genuinely, RJ, because I, I actually come from a smaller town. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's, uh, it's called Bonham, Texas. So it's right on the border of the Red River, Oklahoma and Texas, you know, small 3A school, stuff like that. We've had a lot of guys that are super talented, easily could play yeah. D1, but. They always end up going D3 or something smaller just because, you know, obviously it's not the best winning program ever out there, you know, especially in the state of Texas. But you yeah, know,
1: it's hard to do. Everybody's gonna compete in Texas.
0: Exactly, exactly. But no, I mean I, I completely feel for you, and obviously that has to light a fire in you, right? To want to be able to go out and prove the people that doubt you.
1: For sure. Yeah, for sure. I that that's that's it, that that motivates me every day. That the fact that the hometown college, like a college I grew up watching play, like like I would love to be a Razorback. Really thinking that in my head, and then I come and I want to, I want to be a Brandon type guy. But I know for sure I'm one of the best in the state, if not the best. And I know offer from there is crazy. But-
0: hey, hey, I'm a, I'm a t- I'm gonna tell you this simply for the fact that I did watch a little bit of your film, and I've kind of looked up a little bit about you. Dude, you seriously, this upcoming season, if you even produce half of what you did last year, now that you finally are not like you finally have committed to Kansas State, I'm serious. Okay. You're gonna have a lot of these SEC schools completely, completely drooling at the mouth to come and get you. But um anyway, but let's kinda let's kind of a little bit. So let's talk about it's the end of your junior season, right? You know, you just yeah. got off a pretty solid year, everything like that. What was the first school that actually did give you your first ever offer? K State. Okay, so k State once again, and even some of the past couple guys, the schools they committed to a lot of you know a lot of their schools they ended up committed to were the first ones that actually offered them so yeah. so was it kind of more of a loyalty thing knowing that hey, they took a chance on me before anyone else did. That's why I wanted to be there.
1: um yeah, it was a loyalty thing, but I also looked at fit. And how much I think the school wanted me to be there, and so I looked at I looked at I looked at all, I looked at all my options, and I, I really thought about it, and I was like, yeah, I, I have these other schools, but K State constantly was sending me mail, texting me every day, hit me up on Twitter, and I, I just I, it made me feel like it was a place that they they wanted me to be there, and it'd be a place I could come and and display my talents. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And it it made you kind of feel at home because, you know, a lot of people, you know, it's the little apple up there in Manhattan, Kansas. It's kind of a home environment. And it hurts me to say as a, you know, TCU fan, but, you know, it is a really solid program. They've produced a ton of talent, guys like DJ Reed, who played corner at K-State, you know, he's with the Jets right now. So, I mean, you're going to do a great program. You're going to be joining a head coach who won national championships at North Dakota State before he took over for Bill Snyder. I mean, you seriously are going to be in great hands. Now, I do want to ask you real quick, and I ask most of the guys this because, you know, it's kind of like they're underrated at this time. But so say going into your senior year, right, you absolutely ball out all district, all conference, all state, whatever you might have it, any type of accolade you do get. So, say these schools like LSU, Arkansas, Missouri—any of these schools that have had interest in you but haven't offered you yet—they finally offer you. Are you going to? Are you going to kind of think about potentially? Um, I guess you could say uh, switching. And I don't want to put you on the spot, but yeah. you know, are you going to potentially think about switching, or are you one hundred percent committed to being a Wildcat?
1: I mean, obviously, I have to. I have to do what's best. For me, I my goal is to make it to, to the NFL, obviously. Yeah. But but them just offering me won't won't move me in any any way, you feel what I'm saying? You would have you'd have to actually prove something to where like, okay, we want you here, we're gonna we gonna get you on the field and things like that. That's the only way that I you can get me to well basically flip. I feel I feel at home at K-State. I mean, Power Five program. I'm playing. I'm gonna play big time talent in the Big Twelve, and so re- regardless, yeah, regardless of where I play, I know I know who I am, and I feel like I can perform. And so of course, I I will look at it because those are great schools, and that's great for me pursuing an NFL career. But if I if they aren't fitting for me, and as of right now I'm locked in with K State, and so no, nah, really. <laughs>
0: Hey, I love to hear that because a lot of people get this like misconception that, oh, because Alabama offers you or Georgia offers you, you know, yeah. why would you not go there? Why would you go to these other schools? It's not necessarily about just getting the offer. It's about, like you said, how, how connected you are with the coaching yeah. staff, you know, if it's the right environment for you, because once again, not everyone is meant to play at. Bryant Denny Stadium on a weekly basis, or playing at you know Sanford Stadium and all this. But I'm, you know, it's kind. I'm kind of glad that you are putting it into the light that it's not always about just playing at the biggest school.
1: Yeah, yeah. If that if that was the case, I would have ran after I instead of that weekend that I a weekend I came down there and went to K State to a K State barbecue, which I which I committed at, Like instead of doing that, I would have ran up there to to an LSU camp.
0: Because exactly. they
1: wanted to come, that's what I would. That's what I did if that's what I wanted to do. But I looked at it as like, fam, you haven't, you haven't gave me an offer yet, and I don't, I'm not, yeah, like yeah. that's obviously they already show interest in me. They already see they like me. Even if I do go up there and work out for y'all, I don't know how y'all are gonna act. Do all this, this and that. So SEC school sounds it sounds cute, but I don't want to go nowhere and sit.
0: Exactly, exactly, and. I kind of almost want to talk about something else because I do think it's funny too. Texas A&M, right? You know, they go yeah. have an eight and four season. You know, they're you know they're always known as the eight and four team, and then out of nowhere, you know, NIL becomes legal, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong at all. I'm glad athletes are yeah. finally getting paid, but you know, all of a sudden reports are coming out thirty million dollars total. Pay, yeah. you know, paying recruits to come. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. it shows, right? You know, they had like I think nine five stars, like. 15 four stars some insane amount of three stars but then you're also starting to see a trend now of a lot of these kids decommitting from texas a&m and i've told people from the beginning i'm telling you these five-star kids that are getting paid these five hundred thousand dollar nil deals they're not going to want to not play because if they don't play they don't get paid right these boosters aren't going to pay a kid to sit on the bench so I mean, I'm glad that you are a lot more aware to it because a lot of people think, oh, well, I just get the contract. I'm good. Right. Like, you know, yeah. no, you have to perform. It's like an NFL contract because the second you start slacking, you know, they're going to take it away from you from you in a heartbeat. So and and also I don't mean to kind of steal the spotlight from you, but I also want to talk about another thing, too. Like you pointed out, a lot of these SEC schools use y'all kids more as like like a meat market, if you want to say it's more. Yeah. just They don't really care about you they only care about what you give them rather than anything yeah. that they can give you. Now don't get me wrong, those athletes are treated amazingly, but at the end of the day, you know, you want to be somewhere where it feels like family, not a job.
1: Yeah, that's what not, that's what I looked at is that that whether whether we like it or not, they're they're the closest thing to the NFL. Absolutely. And so so they have to they have to have certain characteristics to run sort of like an NFL, which is a business. And, yes, these kids are going to school, but it's still a business, still a multi-million dollar business. And so yeah. they're not they, – They it's hard for them to treat those guys like family because their family don't eat if these guys are treated like family aren't playing. You feel know
0: what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's – and I 100% agree with you. And a lot of times it's kind of funny to think some of these kids are getting – nowadays, you know, the whole this whole new era of college football, a lot of these kids are getting paid more than some of their head coaches. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know if you know, I think Jaden Rashada, right? He's gonna—he's a five-star in your class quarterback. You know, all yep. the accolades you want, you know, commits to Miami. Rumors come out that he's getting paid $13 million. A kid that has not played a snap yep. of college football yet, $13 million just to go to school. So kind of what are your thoughts, I guess you could say, about this whole new NIL era? Because, I mean, it's good that athletes are getting paid for their name, image, and likeness. But at the same time, it's kind of getting used in the wrong way.
1: Yeah. I mean, I ain't finna, I'm not finna play her. Hey, You get your money. I I want, I want fam to get his, his 13 mil. I want, I want some, thir- I want 13 mil. <laughs> hey, yeah, I got you. Hey, I mean, I'm, look, I look at it like if, if you're, if, if you're worth that, if you go out there and perform and that, that's what, you, that's what the school feels like, that's what they want to pay you, then that, that's, that's fine and dandy. I mean, from as a football fan perspective, I kind of don't like it because it's like, you're, you're you're basically the NFL. So your guy, so your teams with the most money are going to win instead of actually winning these kids over and stuff like that. But that that's beside the beside the point. But as a as a player, is I could potentially let's say I have a breakout. If I if I break out or something like that, and I get I can come up on some money. Yeah, I really have a problem with it. I like it. Hey,
0: yeah. I mean, and, <laughs> hey, and that's and that's the one thing I always try to tell everyone. I don't no one should be hating on players, yeah. right? Cuz if someone yeah. offered you a 13 million dollar deal, are you going to are you going to say no, I don't want it. I'm going to keep it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm play football.
0: Exactly. You get to. yeah, you get to play football and you're also getting paid, I mean, six seven figures. I mean, it's it's insane, right? So, yeah. but um okay, so let's kind of get back, you know, a little bit more about you. So, um RJ, so now that you're going into your senior season, your last year of high school football, kind of what's your mentality and kind of the process that you're going through now that you know, okay, I'm already committed. You know, now I can really focus on playing one last year with all the guys I grew up with. So what are some expectations that you have for your, not just for yourself, but also for your
1: team this year? Uh, of course, the, of course, the main goal is always in state. You know what I'm saying? If you're not, you're not trying to play for a state tournament for a, for a ring, you don't need to be playing. But yeah, that's, that's basically just team success at this point. I've, I've committed to to play at the next level, I've done what i've what I wanted to accomplish in my high school not saying that I'm not hungry or anything. I certainly want to come out and be a better player, have a better player a better year than last year, but i'm I'm more focused on doing everything I can to make sure that the team has success too yeah, this I year. Got you.
0: yeah absolutely yeah, so um, so let's kind of talk, so I want to also ask you a little bit about. How are you? How are you currently, right now, preparing yourself mentally and physically to play at obviously the highest stage of college football? Uh, after next, after this upcoming season,
1: just make working on pounding technique. Make sure I'm sound. I play. I play corner, so it ain't it ain't necessarily. I need the bulk up, but just making sure I'm strong. Making sure I can I can handle handle those guys when I'm coming out there to play. It just just things like that. The the norm. Cause again, I'm finna, I'm finna go play with men now. I'm finna go out and play with guys that have been, been in college a few years, and they've been, they on a workout plan and stuff like that. It's not, it's not your high school down the street. You playing your homeboys from where you live. Like, nah, these are, these are guys that have come out here to make millions of dollars, and that's, and I'm out there to try to do the same.
0: Hey, I got you absolutely. I mean, also. I don't think people also talk a lot about Kansas State either because K-State's K- kind of in the same boat with schools like Baylor, TCU, and all that mm-hmm. where, you know, they constantly are having amazing seasons but don't really get talked about. And K-State, yeah. kind of, once again, similar boat as TCU, once had a horrible program. Now they're one of the top programs out there in the country. So yeah. what are you most excited about when you do go up to Manhattan and play for Kansas State?
1: Uh, I just, just getting to play, play for the – Getting to play, getting to play on Saturdays, getting to getting to enjoy what I what I work to earn, and getting to keep working and try to earn earn a spot on Sundays. That's all. That's how it really is. I'm excited to get to get to uh, go out there and perform for their fans. I, I love the little little thing where they push the C out the, the pregame. I love. Oh that. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. It's, it's a cool because you know every school's got their own little thing, but I've always kind of yeah. liked Kansas State C. It's just it's just unique, you know what I mean? But yeah. um, but no. So uh, so and I also want to ask you this too, real quick, since we're still still talking about Kansas State. What's the one matchup that you are so excited for when you do make it to Kansas State? Whether it's Oklahoma, Texas, Texas Tech, whoever it might be, what is the one matchup that you cannot wait for?
1: Uh, Oklahoma for sure, and this just because so many people in Arkansas is Oklahoma fans. I got gotcha, you. So, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, it would it just be nice for me like. Beat them and come back home and get the get the talk trash to him, let them hear it. like yeah I, I went out there and beat them Sunday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got you, you know, get a pick off of them, take it, yeah. to, take it to the crib. Yeah,
1: now, that, so that, was, just talk trash to Trey.
0: Hey, hey, hey I'm gonna be, hey, I'm gonna be rooting for you. I promise you that. I mean, it hurts yeah. to say as a TCU fan, but I definitely will be rooting for you. Yeah, but no, so um, RJ, I'm. Honestly, this was an amazing episode that I was able to have with you. And before we do close it out, I do want to ask you just a couple little personal questions before we do head out. And the first question I want to ask you, and I ask a lot of guys this, whether it's past, present, current, or, yeah, past, present, you know, current college football, past college football, current NFL, past uh, NFL. What player do you feel like your play style most resembles and why?
1: Um, I think... It's between Sauce Gardner and
0: Jalen Ramsey. Okay, hey, I like I like this. I like the Sauce comparison because he's kind of like you, really underrated coming out of high school, yeah. didn't get a lot of attention, blew up onto the scene at Cincinnati. Jalen Ramsey, obviously one of the best corners yeah. in all of football. So, no, it's a that's it. I can definitely see it because you've got the length, like both of them.
1: Yeah, the, I, the reason why I say between Sauce and Jalen Ramsey is because I think. I'm as I'm a little linkier than Jalen Ramsey. I'm probably like so I'm around like it's more like soft type. I'm skinnier. But as far as tackling wise, it's like I feel like I'm as I'm as aggressive as tackling like Jalen Ramsey. So that's why I kind of say both. And as far as the man man coverage type thing, I love it. I love the press. That's what I like.
0: Hey, you like to be head on head, see who's you know, obviously yeah, one-on-one, know who's better. Like- hey, exactly, exact exactly. Uh, and uh just kind of a couple final questions so pre-game what is your go-to song right before you about to head out of the locker room run out on the field what song are you absolutely blasting in your headphones before game
1: i i low-key got this from uh jamar chase but uh straight bars by kodak
0: okay hey Hey, kodak's got some fire i mean my personal favorites probably gotta be no flocking easily easily gotta be easily easily
1: the words right now
0: I mean I I mean I I mean I know the words I can't say most of them but yeah I can yeah, definitely I know, but it's but, you know fire though, fire you got any other songs that you kind of your go-to's Uh yeah I just
1: kind of I kind of just go through the playlists probably when I get to a higher level maybe I make a I'll make a uh, game day playlist because it's a little more serious. But other other than that, like, I I make sure I get that song again right before we step on field, though. It just gives me turn.
0: Hey, I got you. I got you. And one final question I got to ask you personally. So I've got a jersey wall, right? You know, all these signed jerseys and everything like that. So Mm when you make it to the NFL, will you personally send me a signed jersey of yours? Because, you know, I'd love love to be able to get it on there. Remember, you know, I kind of jumped onto the scene with you here early.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. You, got, you got me an early interview for
0: sure you can get you a jury. Nah, I appreciate it. No, nah, and for real, if any of y'all are interested in learning a little bit more about RJ, you know, where he's obviously where he's from, his player page and everything like that, I will leave all of his socials, uh 24-7, Huddle, everything like that, it will be down below in the description of today's episode rj this arguably is one of my favorite episodes i've made so far i love the energy that you bring and i'm super excited to see what you will bring to the kansas state wildcats come next year all right rj you take care of my guy and i look forward to definitely working with you here again
1: soon yeah bet you too